Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. Why, hello, welcome back to another episode of Grace Plus Boundaries, Navigating Intergenerational Trauma. This is Erin Hartz, your host, and today I left a voice memo for myself in the morning after I did a meditation, and it ended up being pretty profound for me, and so I thought I'd share a little bit of that here on the podcast today. So the topic that I'm kind of talking about is, to give you some background here, is that I was feeling a lot of anger towards a narcissistic person in my life. And this is not someone that I just flippantly am calling a narcissist. This is something that I've researched and practiced and and looked at and studied for years to be able to really feel like this is true for me, that this person is definitely a narcissist. And there's some things I know about them because of that. And I had to see this person recently, and it really bothered me because I felt very gaslighted when I was next to them because they were acting like this perfect individual. And maybe you've been in this situation where you see that narcissist, you've seen how they can act in private, act all perfect and charming and wonderful in the presence of public or other other people. So I felt very gaslit by this person. And then I also realized that it's kind of self-gaslighting too, because if you've ever suffered from narcissistic abuse or been around somebody that's narcissistic, there's a lot of is this because of something I did? And, and we we wonder and we question our own perceptions because we are empathetic people, most likely. And if you're listening to this podcast, you are probably someone that has a lot of empathy and has self-awareness and is able to take a look at your own behavior and self-reflect. Those are things that a narcissist cannot do and they don't do. I have been noticing I want to get to the bottom of this gaslighting too and stop needing to look outside myself for validation and just trust in the truth that I know is is honestly the truth of life and in my world is that this person is not a healthy person. There's a couple books I read recently and I want to share them with you on here and that's what kind of led me to this realization and what I'm going to share next. One was a book called Believing Me and it's by a therapist named Ingrid Clayton and I real I'll put it in the show notes too. Um, I liked the book, especially the last couple chapters, because she talks about how for her whole life she didn't really understand narcissism or know what happened to her with her stepdad in her childhood. 
And then she comes to terms with it and starts believing herself and her truth that she knew all along. So it's a really good reminder of trying to hold our own truth and what our body knows and feels as true. And then the second thing I was that's been really helping me lately is Dr. Romani. Maybe you have seen or heard the podcast Navigating Narcissism. So I'll put it in the show notes there so you can see. But if you Google Dr. Romani, I'm sure you'll find her. But she is the best expert on narcissistic abuse that I have come across. And I have read many, many books on the topic and listened to lots of podcasts on the subject. So she seems to really nail it in almost every single way. I think she's a great resource if you're interested in that kind of thing. And finally, I wanted to mention that I did a meditation on the app Insight Timer. I've mentioned that on here before. And the woman who made the meditation was named Amy Lowry. So I'll put that in the show notes too and put the link if you want to do that meditation to release some anger because I found it extremely effective as you'll see in this next part. Well, I hope you enjoy this. It's a little bit off the cuff and a little different, but very vulnerable. And if you've been the victim of narcissistic abuse in the past, I think it might be really healing for you to hear this. Enjoy. So I chose a meditation today because I'm taking the answer the call class with Shoshana Alexander and she reminded us to meditate every day. And I usually do meditate every day. That's what's kind of funny is today in the hotel room, I kind of sat here for a while and I did do my prayers and I read the books and I talked to God, but I hadn't actually opened the meditation app and meditated. And then I remembered, oh, Shasana said, make sure you meditate, even if it's five or 10 minutes a day. So I said, okay, let me sit down and do this. And let me maybe try, I should try to release my anger because my goal in life is to have a loving partnership and have friends that love me and people that want to hang around me. And I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Maybe I'm not doing anything wrong. Um, I mean, it feels like I am since I don't have people that really want to hang out with me. So therefore, maybe one of the things I need to do is release some of this anger, right? I'm in kind of this limbo where it's like I have a foot in the door of being healthy, but I also have some connections to my past that kind of pull me back. And this is one of those things is that I still felt so much anger and I saw it come up this week. And so I want to release that anger. So luckily in the meditation, um, she's, it worked for me. She said that imagine that you take all the anger energy from your body and it's released into a cloud in front of you. So I could see that in my mind's eye like a red cloud of anger. And as she talked about going through every single part of my body and pulling out that anger and adding it to that cloud in front of me, that cloud in front of me got thicker and thicker and it got to be almost like this slab of red meat roasting on a spit like this thick dense red meat just roasting there hot and bubbling and just you know seething there on the spit in front of me rotating and so I was able to go through all parts of my body and pull that anger out you know my neck where I felt 
Like I wanted to cry because behind that anger is such sadness and grief. So I was able to pull out that anger and throw it up there. And then at the end, she had us take, um, believe that a purple orb of light was coming down from the heavens and cleaned up all that anger and transmuted into calm energy. And so I was able to see that purple light kind of eat up that roasting meat on the spit it took some time but it cleaned it all up transmuted it into light energy and then what i was left with is i was thinking the word dangerous and i just kept saying to myself he is dangerous he is dangerous i know this a hundred percent in my core that i cannot trust anything from this man He is completely and fully dangerous. He is dangerous to me. He is dangerous to any other person that loves him or is close to him because he does not have empathy for what we need or what we want. It's all started by what he wants and what is going to be best for him. He is always looking around, scanning to try to make things look like he's good you know he's always checking for the scope he's always trying to make himself look the best in others eyes that he possibly can i just can remember that this man is dangerous that's the most important thing to remember about him and if i can just know that truth a hundred percent in me this man is dangerous he's never not dangerous he's never someone i can trust He's never doing things to be kind. He's never, ever doing things to be kind. And so when I talk to him, I can just remember that truth. He is dangerous. He is dangerous. And then I don't have to hold on to the anger because the anger was trying to protect me from getting hurt by him again because he truly, truly pulled the soul out of me. He wanted to use me to make himself happy but if i can just remember and hold that truth that he is a hundred percent dangerous all the time and he forever will be and i will never trust him i have seen the depths of what this man will do and i'm lucky that it wasn't worse you know it was bad enough it was bad enough and he's very dangerous And I am never, ever going to believe him. I'm always going to believe me. I believe me. I know what happened. I'm not crazy. It really did happen. He is completely dangerous. And he's really good at hiding it. So no matter what anyone says, ever, I don't have to forgive him for stealing my soul for 10 years of my life or more and allow myself to believe in this absolute that people say we are not allowed to believe in. When it comes to narcissism, this is an absolute, and I can believe in this absolute. I know it to the core of me that this person is dangerous and he is never going to change. He is never going to come up to us and say something and truly mean it out of the kindness of his heart. He is a dangerous person and there is always ulterior motive always i believe me and i hold that truth 
deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.